0: rid of as soon as we can and I hope that because we prepare on Saturday evenings for our assemblies that much of that work has already been done. By nature and by the world's influence and by the devil's influence, we hardly think about heaven because we've got our mansions here and a mansion can be anything. A house is one of the lesser mansions because all it is is a big bundle of expenses and a lot to take care of, there's a lot of other things in life that can, can be called a mansion. And we think about our mansions here and not the ones there. Right. And that costs us dearly. And so I have a burden to get through that to you, and you have a burden to get rid of that veil, that distraction of setting our affection on things here instead of things above. It's difficult. It's difficult. We hardly ever think about heaven. But a day is coming when you'll be thinking about heaven more. And the older we get, the more we should be thinking about it. But the flesh is still the lying flesh that we have that doesn't want us thinking about heaven. Out of the 168 hours since I stood here last Lord's Day first service, how many minutes have you thought about heaven in a life-changing way? Very few, because we're being assaulted by that conspiratorial triumvirate of the flesh, the world, and the devil. Here's what the Bible has to say to us. Here we have come together this morning, and we are sincere about being here, and we're zealous about being here, and yet we need to remember this point. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. This entire chapter of 58 verses is all about the resurrection of the body. The entire chapter, all 58 verses, is about Jesus Christ coming back to raise dead bodies out of the ground. If we have assembled today for some measure of happiness, brotherly love, fellowship, about Christ in this world now, we have missed it. That is to admit that we have the world's most miserable religion. Because Christianity is a religion of self-denial. Because Christianity is the most persecuted religion in the world, especially biblical Christianity, we will suffer persecution. They that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So we have a persecuted religion. We have a religion of temperance or self-denial. To be persecuted and to live a life of self-denial, that means I forego pleasures of this life, and that means I'm going to suffer because other people are going to punish me for my religion. And if that's all we have down here, we have the most miserable religion in the world. But our religion is not the most miserable religion in the world because there is the hope of everlasting life and the return of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and mansions in heaven and he's gone to prepare a place for us and we shall be forever with the Lord. But we've got to talk about those things, sing about those things, remind each other of those things, and the Lord in his providential care of us has brought us to two of the most precious verses in the Bible. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Those are, does it get any better in the word of God than those promises? Three promises of in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you, and I come again to get you. And we need to celebrate that today. I ask you again in the last 168 hours, how many minutes did you think about heaven? We're disgraceful. Right. We are deceived, distracted, diverted fools. Lord, help us. Amen. <laughs> Do you know what you've been thinking about? Absolutely worthless soap bubbles. Right. And we have eternal reality. Lord, have mercy upon us. You have a burden to get rid of, and that's all of your distracting thoughts, and we have an obligation, a responsibility, and a privilege to think about what we have in store for us. We can do it. Let's help each other do it. Let's be enthusiastic in the worship of God today to embrace the truth of His religion. It is not a miserable religion. It is a hope-filled, fantastic, unbelievable true religion and what jesus christ has in store for us if in this life only we have hope in christ we are of all men most miserable we have chosen the world's worst religion but if the bible is true and the hope that we have set before us is true we have the world's best religion and there is no peer let us pray Our Father, which art in heaven, in whose house are many mansions, we bless and we praise thee in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to come into your house on earth, the church of the living God, the temple of God, where the candlestick of your Holy Spirit is, where Jesus, the glorified Son of Man, by His Spirit walks and is with us this day. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ for the blessing of your Spirit through your Word to lift up our hearts and to lift up our minds that we would think on heavenly things and things after This life, and that we would flush the great concern, affection, and desire that we have for the things of this life and set our affection on things of the next life that are above. Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves to confess to Thee that though You have promised things to us, regenerated us to believe the Scriptures sent your Spirit to enlighten us about them, we still turn aside to the attractions of this world. Its little blinking lights destroy us, and we confess our fault in the matter. And we pray that you will restore today the joy of your salvation that extends beyond this world into the next world and extends forever and ever, and ever, in the presence of the Lord. Have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, we hate our flesh, and the world, and the devil, and they all seek to take us off of our sight of heavenly things, knowing that if our sight were fixed on heavenly things, it would change our lives, our thoughts, our speech, and our actions. Help us this day to be renewed, in our understanding, and our appreciation, and our commitment to the life after this one. Father in heaven, we pray for every man of God in every nation everywhere that will stand today and preach in the sincerity and simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Give them great boldness. Open their mouths to make manifestly plain the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Defend them from their enemies. Cause their congregations to eagerly await the preached word. And may their churches be strengthened and your kingdom broadened in the earth. We thank thee for thy mercy toward us here. And we pray for more of it today. And we pray for that same mercy upon every congregation throughout the world. Father, we pray for those scattered sheep of yours that have no shepherd or flock to be part of that you would deal with them and comfort them as the great shepherd and bishop of their souls. We thank thee for America but oh Lord while we thank thee for the abundance of all things and we do it often we know that the abundance of all things also steals our hearts and distracts our minds and so we ask with the prophet Agur that you would only give us food convenient for us lest we be rich or lest we be poor and thus depart from the living God and your plan for our lives. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness that our worship, our singing, our praying, our preaching, our hearing, our fellowship will all be acceptable in thy sight because it is under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, our only hope and our Redeemer. Be with us now. Send down the spirit of Pentecost and fill us with power in this assembly and in our souls that we can embrace the truth of the gospel and head in its direction for us. We thank thee for that spirit that was given on that day 2,000 years ago and we pray for him to be with us in this hour. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. amen.